I'm WUWM's Eric Von Fellow Kobe Brown, and welcome to the fourth installment of We Gays. In today's episode, we're learning about the last lesbian bar in Wisconsin and the efforts to preserve and celebrate the few remaining nationwide. The decline of lesbian bars hasn't gone unnoticed. In 2020, filmmaker Erica Rose co-directed a documentary called The Lesbian Bar Project. The documentary examines the closing of lesbian bars in the United States and the impact of those establishments on the lesbian community. Rose starts by telling me the project began at the start of the pandemic. So basically, in March of 2020, uh, the pandemic hit New York City, and uh, as a filmmaker, my entire industry was shut down, as many industries across um, hospitality and sports and many other, anything that was in person. Um, And essentially, this coincided with an article that came out from NBC Out that was estimating that there was only 16 lesbian bars left in the country at the time, and that number could be brought down to zero because of the pandemic. So I called my very good friend, Alina Street, who's another queer filmmaker, and both I knew that she and I had uh, such a strong reverence and love and respect for these spaces and really grew up in these bars, and we didn't even know the numbers were so bad. So we decided to team up and really conceptualize the Lesbian Bar Project um, and use our skill sets as storytellers to alert the world that this is a problem and to do some impact work. So we initially launched a PSA in October of 2020 and ended up raising over $117,000 for the bars. And we had, um, we attached Leah Delaria from Orange is New Black as our executive producer. And we also partnered with Jägermeister who had a uh, initiative called Hashtag Save the Night, which was helping disproportionately affected uh, nightlife spaces during the pandemic. So, uh, and then in 2021, we did a short film and that and another crowdfunding campaign and raised over $150,000 for the bars. And then last year, we did a three-part docu-series that was the really the goal of this entire project was to tell the stories and we're, we're filmmakers for first and we love that we are also activists and we are do our activism through storytelling and filmmaking. So we did a three-part series um, and the episodes were based in Houston, Texas, Phoenix, Arizona, and New York. And uh, that was released with the Roku channel last year. And now finally, we are just about to shoot our um, first international episode in Germany next month. Oh, wow. So you're taking this internationally. Yeah. Yeah, we are. Wow, that's so cool. I was just about to ask you, how was it traveling across the country? How was that for you? And then I guess in part with that, how do you, how are you feeling about to, you know, tour the world and picking out the last of these lesbian bars? Yeah, so... Um, it's really exciting. I mean, traveling the country has been such a, I just feel really fortunate that I've been given the opportunity to do so. And to, I, I really believe in the power of community and that there's this mutual understanding across um, our community of marginalized genders uh, within the LGBTQ community. And those are the folks that go to the lesbian bars. So it's not just women seeking women. It's, um, you know, all queer women, regardless if you're cis or trans, non-binary people and trans men. And I think that there's this 
shared understanding in many cases. And then there's also um, adaptive experience that people have based on their geographic regions that are just as important as, um, you know, their uh, sexuality and that influence their sexuality. And I think that, um, and their experience of their sexuality. So it's uh, helpful for us to kind of bridge the gap and uh, begin these conversations. And that's why we wanted to do a global episode because we believe that there's strengths in uh, intercontinental uh, uh, and international um, communication and storytelling. Can I ask how are you finding the bars across the country? Well, I think that um, when we started the project, there were uh, 16 bars on our list. And we, we had been one of the first places, not the only, but one of the first to have a centralized list of all of these bars in one place. So we were working off of um, some articles and some research, but very little. And then when we launched the project, we were able to find more and also an abundance of them opened. And many of them opened, which was really exciting. So we were able to um, add more to our list. And I think that, you know, there's many reasons why these bars are disappearing. Uh, a lot of it is sexism and uh, a uh, inequality issue, a gentrification, assimilation, uh, the wage gap, and uh, how technology has really uh, interfaced with all brick and mortar spaces in general. Um, I'm curious, um, do you see more spaces being made going forward um, with projects like this being put out there, you know, and people really starting to hear about the lack of these spaces? Yeah, I think that um, many, uh, I, I really see this uh, optimistically, that there's many spaces reopening or opening, because I think that people feel incredibly galvanized and excited about coming together. And I think the pandemic, we were faced with a reality of not being able to see each other in person. And we were faced with this reality, this was really sobering reality of not being able to see each other in person. And I think most people rejected that. And I think that, you know, I don't like to take credit with our project with saying like we you know, uh, are responsible for opening these new bars because frankly, like we're just there to document and raise awareness. But I do think that what we did was really identify this need. And I think that bar owners and um, folks who had been thinking about opening a bar for a long time were validated in this need and felt uh, that there would be a waiting demographic for them once they opened. You just heard from Erica Rose, who told me there are less than 25 lesbian bars across the country, with one remaining in Wisconsin. The owners and customers at Walker's Pint in Milwaukee hope the sense of understanding and community here continues for years to come. Walker's Pint is Milwaukee's oldest and last lesbian bar, and now the iconic establishment is gearing up to celebrate its 22nd anniversary. Caitlin Gallagher, a bartender at Walker's Pint, and patrons tell me exactly just how much Walker's Pint means to the lesbian community here in Wisconsin. I think that it's, I mean, like we were just saying, completely an understatement to say it's important to have a lesbian space. I mean, just 
in the sense that you can come somewhere that's not intimidating, that is very welcoming to everyone, but is somewhere that is specifically like meant for women who are gay to feel safe or exploring to feel safe or I mean maybe just coming out and feeling like oh there's people of all ages here which I think is really unique to the pint actually um, I mean I have met the people that are gonna be one day I'm sure in my wedding here at this bar I've um, at the people who I call in the middle of the night here at this bar I mean it's my favorite place to be. Bartending isn't my like main profession, but I do it because it's so much fun. I couldn't resist when they said, hey, come bartend. I said, I'm not a bartender. They said, well, you could be. I said, all right. <laughs> and here I am. <laughs> I was going to ask what pushed you to work here, but it sounds like the community and the tight-knitness of it all. What are some other reasons that you made you say? I mean, honestly, it sounds really crazy, but it's like, as difficult as bartending can be, you have to like be able to do a million things at once. Like this is my like happy, like social relaxing time. So I come here and like I knew I was walking here today and I already made two new friends right here. And then I knew even a couple of my coworkers would be here as we always are to congregate. And then I get to have another friend or two slide in and then it's already complete before, I mean, the day is really even gone anywhere. So I mean, Honestly, this keeps me like a grounded person and also just makes me feel like loved as like corny as that is. No, that's not corny at all. Um, I actually hear that Walker's Pint has an anniversary coming up. Can you tell me what it means to be a part of that milestone with Walker's Pint? Yeah, oh my gosh, it's actually huge. So right when I started, we were having our we were having our 21st anniversary, so we just became legal a couple years ago when I started. We could just start drinking as a bar. Um, but it's really huge because, I mean, especially with the pandemic, um, our bar owner, Betsy, she has just sacrificed and figured out a way to make sure that like not only does the bar stay standing, but that the people who work for her are taken care of. And I mean, I really think that this would be a very like tangible hole in the community if it was gone. So it being around for this long at this point, I mean, I have people who come in and are like, oh, you know, I've been drinking here since you were, you know, barely born and they're still here like at least once a week and they're, I mean, and they belong just as much now as they did then and I'm really lucky that I get to be somewhere where there's women who have like created a space that I get to enjoy that, I mean, they had to fight for and I really get to just exist in. I'm, I mean, it's really huge. We obviously talked about how limited the space is here yeah. for people who identify as lesbian, for, you know, women who just want to be around other people who identify as women. How do you feel that there's only such limited amount of spaces and uh, what needs to be done to preserve those spaces and protect those spaces? Yeah, I think actually it's it's kind of strange to me because I've been so lucky to have this space that I can't really imagine what it would be like going somewhere else and not having it. So I, th I think the thing that is gonna have to be the most important to preserving it is really like when you come like you're doing right now and you talk to those people and figure out what it means to them because you will find, you know, in this like small little bar in Walker's Point, like just an absolute like army of people who would do anything 
to keep this bar going, to keep this space like existing. I mean, this isn't just like, you know, somewhere people come and have drinks. I mean, we have all kinds of different things that go on here. We have people come in and get their like engagement pictures done or come in like they get married down the street and they make sure they bring their bridal party in here to have a picture at the pint because that's where they met or things like that. So I think just like tapping into the like communities that already exist, you'd be surprised how strong they are and how much people would really fight to keep them going. Absolutely, this is my last question for you. <laughs> I know you were like, I need a drink. Um, <laughs> but what would you say to anyone thinking about coming into Walker's Pint for women who are just looking for a space uh, to feel more empowered? What would you say to them? I would say first thing is literally just get yourself in the door and sit down at the bar because you're going to be greeted by somebody, whether it's myself or one of the other awesome people who work here, who are genuinely happy to see you. Um, will, like we just did a minute ago, teach you how to play bar dice, um, who will ask you about your life, who will, you know, offer you to try a pickle shot if you haven't had one yet. Very Wisconsin, not just lesbian. Um, but I mean, really like just getting yourself in the door because I've had so many conversations with people who have come in, sat down, and after we've been talking for a while, they let me know, actually, I've never been here before, or I'm just trying to figure out if I should come out or whatever. And like, I just feel really thankful that I did. So like just getting yourself there and there are really, really going to only be good things that come from that, in my opinion and in my experience. So. Well, thank you for sharing your experience. I really appreciate it. Yeah, I'm so glad you're here. Yes, thank you so much. Yeah, and definitely, like, if you have a minute, can, pick other people's brains. Yeah, I was about to say, do you, do you two mind if I bother you oh, over here? <laughs> okay, how are you guys doing? Um, my name's Kobe. Uh, what are your two names? Jocelyn. Uh, I'm Erica. Okay, and are you? What's your relationship? Are you friends? Just hanging out? We are married. Oh, okay, nice, absolutely. Is this your first time here? Um, it's my third. I'm in the military, so I'm stationed here, and this is our second time together here. Okay, absolutely. And what brings you to here? Um, what is it about Walker's Pint that makes you a patron of it so far? So I was stationed overseas and I was told I was going to Milwaukee. I didn't know what Milwaukee was. I didn't know where Wisconsin was. I mean, I had to look it up. But uh, getting stationed here, the first thing that I wanted to go into was LGBT-friendly bars. And Walker's Pint showed up as one of the first ones. Uh, my first time here in 2019 was very friendly, very fun. I felt welcomed again because where I was stationed, I wasn't allowed to be uh, LGBT friendly at the area and I had to be respectful of the country so um, coming here it was really fun like it was a good environment good music everybody was friendly I didn't understand the bar dice but <laughs> but uh, it was good I mean all in all it's been great now I met my wife so she lives in Milwaukee with us and uh, it's great I mean she loves it I love it too yeah absolutely yeah how do you feel about Walker's fight we just like coming here we like the atmosphere of knowing that uh, it's a place where we can meet new friends that also share the same lifestyle as we do. Um, and just an opportunity to come and, and meet new people every time and make friends and um, just kind of find people that support us in our lifestyle and our choices and are right alongside with us. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, as you may have heard, we were just talking about there's a lack of lesbian bars across the country. Um, how does that make you feel that... It's, 
you know, I, to me, it seems like there's a growing acceptance of the LGBT community. So it wouldn't make sense that there's a decline in les lesbian bars. Uh, do you feel that kind of pinch in spaces? Or, I mean, does Walker Point, Walker Pint really um, kind of alleviate that? Uh, I mean, I, like I said, my lifestyle has been in the military for almost 11 years now. So due to the fact that my lifestyle is traveling a lot, I've gone to various places in the country where I look up, the first thing I look up when I get there, it's like, okay, what's LGBT friendly? And then at the top of that, what is lesbian driven essentially in the community? So it's been uh, a little bit of a hurdle to feel comfortable in certain areas. And I really honestly feel sad that, I don't know why, but we're, when it comes to the lesbian bars, it's just down going downhill. So, I mean, in Virginia and Georgia, uh, all the places that I've been, I think the one that I have loved by far the most is Walker's Pint. It sounds like you both have found home in Milwaukee, a new community. What does this new home mean to you both? I mean, for us, unfortunately, because I'm still active duty military, we're going to leave soon. Uh, I think, if anything, all the people that I brought in here, all the people that my wife has brought in here, it continues to grow the community and it brings awareness to essentially us. We're LGBT, we're lesbians, we're proud, but essentially it's welcoming everybody in and, and having a good time. I think wherever we go, that's what we want to, you know, to continue to provide to wherever we go. We're going to go overseas here soon, so wherever it is, uh, whatever community we end up in, we're friendly, we're happy, and we just have a good time. We, we want to have a couple drinks, that's it. Yeah. How is it um, being able to take a little bit of Milwaukee with you, wherever you go? This has definitely been a great experience living in Milwaukee. Um, seeing just even like the big LGBTQ scene that's here in Walker's Point, um, it's, it's something that I definitely will look for moving forward. Trying to find another spot that even resembles this because it's been such a, uh, such a great area just to be and be around that I'm really, I would love to find somewhere new, similar. As we said, we're, we're gonna be moving constantly due to the military and um, even just having, I'm, I don't even know if anywhere will ever compare to this spot in Milwaukee, um, but that's something that we'll always cherish, some memories here, and uh, know what to look forward now to in the future and try to find somewhere even remotely close to, to what we've experienced here. Absolutely. Thank you two so much, and thank you for your service. I'm really grateful that you both talked with me. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> that was Caitlin Gallagher, along with Jocelyn and Erica from Walker's Pint. At the top of the show, you heard from Erica Rose, the co-director of the Lesbian Bar Project. They spoke with me, WUWM's Eric Von Fellow, Kobe Brown. Thank you for listening and see you later for the fifth installment next month.